oh, I guess I'm doing the bird this year. <laughs> I don't know what herbs and spices to get. I guess these look good. This is what I we think have. I handed you like four or five and I said, here, try these. And you're just like. <laughs> yep. I was like, I think olive oil is good and <laughs> greasy and not bad for you. So I ended up massaging a bird. It was really weird. This is going to go too. No! I put Believe myself not, out there and sang. Anybody know what we're talking about today? It's more like scatting. As you may have already guessed from our amazing singing this is our holiday special <laughs> holiday so okay let's get into the intro we'll stop scatting for you as much as you love it we will actually introduce the episode okay stop trying to lead me astray how dare you that's what i do <laughs> here we go hey y'all and welcome to marriage talks a real authentic and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage i'm elizabeth ann and i'm michael Today is our first holiday, holiday episode. Holiday. Thanks, Madonna. We are going to share one thing we did early on in our marriage to grow closer together during the holiday season. During the holiday season, it is so easy to get in the groove of what you did growing up. Like, my family is super traditional, like, as far as we have things that we do every single um, holiday. Like, I mean, every single holiday, we do something specific for that day. And so it was really hard for me to not, and I did it. I ended up like just rolling right into the holidays and being like, oh, well, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do just because I did it growing up. Um, But when you're married, you know, it's, it's important to include the other person and not just say like, don't do like I did where I just kind of steamrolled the holiday and said, Hey honey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do our puzzle. (laughs) We're going to have apple cider. We're going to. Yeah. Don't do that. So it is, it is just so easy as, um, because you've just had, like, for me, I had so, obviously, so many years doing the same thing for every holiday, and then you get married, and you just kind of revert into this, I've already done this, so let's just, this is how it's going to go, let's move on. Um, but we had, Michael and I had to really stop and be intentional about how to establish our own family unit, which is such an important conversation to have, really. And of course, like I said, the holidays can get crazy and it's just so easy to get caught up in the festivities. But Michael and I have found that being on the same page during the holidays is really, really important, Um, not only just for the unity of our marriage, but for um, if we're ever put in a situation that we're uncomfortable with. So if we're on the same page together as our own family unit, it's much easier to deal with some discomfort or, you know, I'm not really cool with that kind of tradition if we are already on the same page. So fielding kind of conflicts will will become much easier. Early on in our marriage, we were living pretty far from both sets of our parents in Georgia. And I mean, my parents were in 
Texas. Elizabeth's parents were in Florida. And we found ourselves with a decision to make around about early November. And this was in our second year of marriage. Yeah. So we we did our first year of marriage kind of not normally. We kind of, I think we came down to visit your parents. Yes. So the second year of marriage, we were up there pretty remote and needed to kind of make a decision of what do we do? So A, do we go to Florida and see her parents? B, do we go to Texas to see my parents? Or C, do we stay where we're at and just kind of do our own thing? And we didn't have kids at this point, so it sounded kind of cool to do something completely new and not really have the pressure of going to one or the other house, having to travel, pack everything. And we just decided to take the entire holiday season to create our own traditions. And it sounded like a good idea. And it was awesome. It was. It really paid off. It was really hard for me, but I'm so glad that I did it. Really, really glad. Yeah, that was incredibly kind of a big deal for you. More so than me. Whereas, like she was saying earlier, the traditions were really well trodden in her family. And, you know, there's certain things that happen, certain movies that get watched on certain holidays. So, (laughs) of course, we did watch some of those same movies at our house, but. It was not a small feat for you to go with that. Like for Thanksgiving in particular, which is my favorite holiday, you wake up early and you get, you like have, there's a breakfast that's prepared and you get your coffee and your breakfast and you watch the pre-show of Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. All morning you watch the parade and then... The cooking just somehow like magically happens, <laughs> and that was a big wake up call for me. <laughs> like, oh, stink! I have to actually cook food. <laughs> and um, funny story for Thanksgiving, we waited so long because I think that was actually the first holiday. Like that was the start of our year holidays that we decided not to go anywhere, and we debated so long and we waited too late that the only turkeys that were available were massive turkeys like huge i remember going to kroger there's nothing but like a two pound chicken or like a 25 pound turkey and of course i'm not gonna serve chicken on thanksgiving horrible who would do that (laughs) who would do that so no just kidding so i bought all you all you chicken people we represent you know of course i ended up buying the 25 pound turkey (laughs) and mind you just two of us no kids no dog to even give table scraps to. So we had a very, very big turkey. And of course, I made way too much potatoes and sweet potatoes and Lord knows whatever else I cooked. It was a lot of food for two people. I'm like, honestly, I'm cooking like I'm seeing my mom in my head, my mom cook for five children and two you know, two parents. And so I'm like, oh, okay, well, I need to make the same amount. I was like, no, no, no. no. Not the case. <laughs> so we had so much food. I think um, I had a turkey sandwich for lunch for about two weeks. Probably. But for, so for Thanksgiving, like there is a progression of how the day goes that I am used to and that I look forward to. And if it doesn't go that way, I'm kind of like let down emotionally. Like I just kind of build this hype up in my head. Like, oh, it's going to be a great day. This is what we're going to do. And I just never consulted Michael on, hey, this is how my family did it. How did your family do it? Okay, let's find a common ground because his family did things a lot differently. 
and even like down to Christmas, like there are specific movies that we watch on Christmas Eve and then there are specific movies that we watch on Christmas Day and there is a progression of how the holiday goes that we are super comfortable with and we've done for years. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's just consulting your spouse about, hey, let's make this our own a little bit and maybe tweak some things. Yeah, I feel, I feel like my family was pretty flexible with certain things. Like I remember at a certain point when I was a teenager, we started deep frying the turkey, which we never tried before. We had a traditional one too, kind of smaller birds. But um, yeah, when it's when you've got somebody that you that's really focused on doing things a certain way, you've got to you got to be sensitive to that. And also kind of flex with your spouse. You know, it's, it's important to um, kind of just arrive at something you can both agree on. Yes, that's super important because, yes, there may be in the, in the marriage, there may be somebody who's super traditional and then somebody who just doesn't really care, like as far as like what specific traditions that are done, but they care about making this time special for that family unit. So that doesn't necessarily mean that Michael doesn't care about traditions. It's he wants to, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you want to create moments and traditions that are special to our family unit. Right. Well said. I got you, boo. <laughs> One thing we had to be aware of, though, and we kind of knew this going into this decision, was we were going to have to make a phone call to both sets of parents at yes. some point that year and tell them, hey, you don't need to save that seat for us. We're not coming. <laughs> We're going to do our own thing here. Not a very popular decision. It's not. Uh, with that said, I'm pretty sure my dad cried. <laughs> He's not a crier. And let's be honest, I'm his favorite child. But. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Real talk on the pod. Uh, we keep it real. Okay. Those of you who listen for a while, you know we keep it real. All right. Don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> Um, but really like it's, it's sad from a, like being now being a parent, if my child was to ever say, you know, I'm not going to come home for the holidays and I'm spending it with my spouse while I would most certainly respect that decision. Of course I would cry. You would cry so of hard. Of course I would cry and walk around with a box of tissues. Are you kidding me? I'm not a robot. <laughs> Far from it. <laughs> a very feeling person. I like, I, I have a lot of emotions. Okay. But at the same time, you know, I think I think as a parent, you should expect that at some point, like you've got many, many years when the kids are younger, where you can just really do all these different traditions for your family. But knowing the whole time they're going to split off, they're going to create their own family mm -hmm. and there's going to be those, you know, Thanksgivings where they're not there. But yes. that's good. It's good because they're yes. doing this same thing. New cycle. Yes. Because the more important thing is for the marriage to be solid and to build their own family unit. Like, that is the more important thing, hands down. I don't care about the traditions. That it, that will trump everything, 100%. Yeah. And it should. It should be more important than the traditions, than spending time with your parents. Like, building that solid foundation with your spouse should be the most important thing. And when I – actually, when I told our – like – a few of our friends that we had done this, they all were like, I will never do that ever. And I was kind of shocked to hear that. And it's like, why? I, part of it's grown up in the South. 
So the South is really, I mean, lots of areas are very family centric, but I feel like in my experience, the South is, you know, you go, you go with your parents. Um, it's like I said, unpopular. Well, I lived in New Jersey that. and those Italians are serious about spending That's true. time. Together. I guess <laughs> it's funny. I guess I can't really say anything because I mostly just grew up in the South. Yeah. But from your experience, yes, the South. Yes, it is. It is family first. Um, but blood is thicker than water, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like I said before, the creating that solid marriage foundation should be the most important thing, and that was a very hard decision for us to come to. And at first, like I mean, we had already done this when I had told people that I like I highly recommend it. And when they were they reacted, like no, 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 I will never do that. That will never happen. I was. I was like kind of offended, but also like, did I make the right decision? And the more I thought about it, I was like, of course I made the right decision. Like our really, our marriage, our relationship is so much stronger because we did that. And we were actually able to be honest about conversations involving the holidays, you know, just, I know your family does that. And I, and I recognize that that is important to you. However, maybe let's think about it a little bit differently. And you've, you've actually we've had that conversation from like your end, you saying to me, you know, I know that your family does that. And I know that's important to you, but I would like for us to consider to do it a little bit differently because my family is so tradition heavy. And there are just some traditions that you're just like, kind of take it or leave it. So. Yeah. Uh, certain, certain of the, um, every year kind of movies. I'm not a huge fan of, so I'm glad we've let some of those go. No, I still watch them. <laughs> While I'm at work or something. I just don't make you sit down for them. Yeah. As long as I never have to watch a Brigadoon again. That's not a holiday movie. That's just a movie that I like. It <laughs> <laughs> has nothing to do with the holidays. I like most old movies. You guys can reference our Fave 5 movie episode. Yeah. But, man, Brigadoon, that was a snore fest. Anyway. It broke a lot of barriers. You just sorry, don't understand it. Sorry, as a guys, dancer. if you are big time Brigadoon fans. I like Lorna Dunes. <laughs> now, with you know us discussing a decision that we made in our second year of marriage, we want to share with you three reasons why we think it's important to spend a year, a year of holidays with just you and your spouse, being intentional about that year. And the first one is we kind of touched on a little bit was that it brought us closer together. You know, you're not there with 20 different people on Thanksgiving day who takes up your time and attention. It is you and your spouse for better or for worse. You are st staring at them <laughs> saying, okay, what do you want to do now? <laughs> um, and it can be very revealing to within your marriage. Um, you know, it's like, how close or not close you are and maybe we should like an accidental tradition that happens like that wouldn't happen if you were spending the holidays with 20 to 25 other people it's a nice refreshing thing to have yeah it can be pretty good to be slightly uncomfortable because hopefully you don't stay uncomfortable i mean <laughs> it's the person you are going to be spending the rest of your life with but for us like i think a lot of the discomfort came from some of the meal prep stuff like yes. my dad always prepared the bird just the the man's duty 
and then all of a sudden it we're up in Georgia and like, oh, I guess I'm doing the bird this year. <laughs> I don't know what herbs and spices to get. I guess these look good. This is what I we think have. I handed you like four or five and I said, here, try these. And you're just like, <laughs> yep. I was like, I think olive oil is good and <laughs> greasy and not bad for you. So I ended up massaging a bird. It was really weird. But man, it turned out pretty good. It was one of the best turkeys ever. Yeah, you heard it here on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty I was amazing. So shocked that it was any good at all. And of course, there's a lot riding on 25 pounds of yes. meat. See, that's an accidental thing. You would not have been given that opportunity otherwise. Yep. That's was that was this all when the gravy thing happened too? No, or was no, that no. separate? That okay. was separate. I think we've already shared the gravy story. Maybe. Reason number two why we think it's important to spend a year away from your family as far as holidays are concerned is you start your own traditions. And we, of course, touched on that a little bit is you're now put in a position where all of the responsibilities are on you and your spouse. And you could literally just have a tradition pop up out of nowhere and like, man, that was really fun. We should recreate this every year or, you know, do this game every year or um, this make this dish that just accidentally happened to be or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, if your family doesn't walk on Thanksgiving and you decided with your spouse, you know, I really want to get some fresh air and you just go for a walk. It could be as simple as that. But if you're not put in the position to make those decisions, I know for at least me, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be forced to make those decisions with my spouse if I'm not forced to. Why would I? Somebody else will take care of it, you know? So it's it can be a really fun thing. And you could also come away with some really awesome stories. Like massaging a bird for an hour. <laughs> I don't think you did it for an hour. It felt like More an like hour. 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, it was more than that. We'll never know. Neither one of us timed it. Another reason why we really um, benefited from this was that it simplified everything. So for us, just the two of us, no other input, no other influences. It made us focus on one another for at least you know November, December, and beyond. And kind of going back to everything we've said before is you kind of pay attention to the little things a little bit more. Yes. And, you know, the puzzle times a little bit, you know, more in, better I don't it's know. more meaningful there's less yeah. distractions yeah especially when you're in the woods in georgia like oh just by goodness. yourself in a trailer yes, we were in the woods. just me you and the rats and the spiders <laughs> it's another story for another time <laughs> we really did have rats and, and a massive spider spiders in our house <laughs> house <laughs> in our trailer <laughs> yeah, loved it i did too but it's not you know, all this being said, we got a lot of good stuff out of this year we spent, but it's not something that we would say to do every single year. But from from time to time, just kind of assess your stress level, assess your financial levels, and just know that it's okay that you may not have an easy conversation with your parents or your uncles or your cousins or whatever, but it can be really super beneficial to just Take your family unit, whether that just be you and your spouse or you, your spouse, and your kids, and just decide to have basically a small break from 
having to travel, having to fuss with the hotels and all that stuff, and just really invest in each other for a holiday season. We got a lot out of it, and we would recommend it highly. For sure. Um, like Michael said, it just it allowed us to focus on each other and to be vulnerable with each other because you strip down all of the distractions and the like veils and everything that can get in between you and your spouse and and allows you to really see them and to have honest conversations and you know just distractions can be really detrimental to a marriage if you're if like if I'm constantly trying to put a distraction in between Michael and I so that I don't show him my true self or I don't receive his true self really stripping those away and allowing allowing us to come to each other in a very honest and open way is really a beautiful thing for a marriage. And, you know, if you're, if you hear this and you're like, would never do that. This sounds really stupid. I want to challenge you to think otherwise, like really pray about it. You know, why do you think it's such a bad idea? Why do you cling to the idea of you have to spend all of the holidays with your family or your spouse's family, um, that I would say that would be that would be one side of the challenge is, is if you think that this idea is just not for you and you would never do this in a million years, pray about it. You you might not change, and that's okay, but really pray about it and you know humble yourself before the idea. Like Lord, show me what this could do for my marriage, and um, really truly consider it. Talk to your spouse about it. Um, your spouse might be saying, I need this for us. We need this. We need to take a step back and to have some time together. Um, and if you're, if this idea kind of sounds interesting, the other side of the challenge I would say is, um, to really present it to your spouse and say, I think this would be beneficial for us. I think we should do it and really commit to it. And, you know, don't invite friends over <laughs> during the hol- that holiday or any other family. Like, really commit to it and put aside those distractions so that you can be open and in a vulnerable place. Just really undisguised, you know, nothing in between you and your spouse um, to really be able to take advantage of that time. What do you think? Do you think that's a good challenge? I do. Yeah, if you if you hear this episode and it really freaks you out, it does not have to be this 2019 holiday season. Just kind of put this in the back of your mind and like Elizabeth said, pray about it and just maybe act on it in 2020 or 2021. Um, but we really feel like you guys will benefit from it and just grow closer as a family. Absolutely. With that said, we thank you guys so much for listening. Y'all are stinking amazing. We are so thankful for the people who come back and listen to us regularly and for the people that discover us because we're awesome. (laughs) And humble. (laughs) Please, let's call a spade a spade. We're awesome. (laughs) Uh, Please subscribe to the podcast and we would really, truly love it if you would leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Um, it really helps us to be seen on that platform, but also sharing us with your friends, um, letting them know, hey, I found this really cool podcast. They're funny and we tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. Let me share eight ways that Marriage Talks podcast has helped my marriage. 
Also, when you are listening to the podcast, we would love it if you would share it on social media and use the hashtag. Hashtag Marriage Talks Podcast. podcast. You. Bam. <laughs> in your face. Yes. Wait, that's wrong. No, don't. <laughs> Don't say it in their face. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> the magic of editing. <laughs> but truly, if you if you um if you use that pot that oh my goodness, talking is hard sometimes. If you use that hashtag, especially on Instagram, because that's where we are most um prolific is the word. We will all see it and we can reshare it because we love it when people use our hashtag and we can share it with others. Yeah. And the whole point of this podcast is we want to start a conversation and kind of get new conversations started about the fun stuff, the hard stuff, everything in between. So if you've got a concern or you want to suggest a new episode in the future, please guys, we got a whole list of stuff that we want to, you know, do an episode on probably about 50 things. And we are always looking for new episode ideas. So if you got a concern that's been um, on your mind and you want to talk about it or you know have 25 minutes talked about, hit us up. Well, we also want to make it relevant to you. You know, we want to, if you're listening and you're like, I really wish that they would talk about this, it's important to us that we make it relevant to you as well. So suggesting a topic is amazing and we would love it if you would do that. Um, and also if you do leave a review, you just might get a shout out on a future episode. So keep that in mind. I'm smiling and you can't see it because this is a podcast. You can hear it. You can hear it. <laughs> we're going to sign off because if we keep going, we're going to talk about things that don't matter anymore. <laughs> so we appreciate you guys. <laughs> Peace out home slice.